Doesn't make sense. I got nothing. Hopefully, hopefully Craig got it this time. There you go. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. It, I think it's just the... That makes no sense at all. Wait, do, do, do another level. Your hands weren't even looking. in frame when you did that. Oh yeah, fuck, that kills it, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're in frame. Fuck. Hard. Real hard. So you did it above you. You did it up here. So it needs to be in frame. Yeah, we can't see that when he does that. I have to see it on the video. Clap like you mean it. Hey everybody. Happy Saturday. Hello. I happen to be wearing the exact same shirt that I was wearing on Tuesday. Uh, just happened to be laundry day yesterday. Nope, don't let him fool you. As the background shows, he's been in the same room the whole time. We do not <laughs> let him leave. He hasn't left once. Nope. Nope, we don't let them leave. I'm actually right below them. Yes, below us. <laughs> the only thing I have to eat here is a cat. Know your place. Well, given your cool background, we can't tell you have a cat. So uh, today's deep dive is to focus on PC building. I know it's something that we've done for a while, something that we really enjoy, and something that um, we know a lot of people like to do or are interested in. So I wanted to go over that a little more in depth into the world of PC building. And it is the holiday season, so if people are interested, now is a really great time to find things cheap. Or if you have money to spend, there are a lot of new things out. Um, and so we wanted to go over sort of you know, some tips, tricks, advice, talk a little bit about our builds, a little bit of our experiences. Um, I, I do want to so, preface, don't use us as your only source of information. Do your own research <laughs> for the love of God. We are <laughs> we are a tech-focused comedy podcast. Um, we are not responsible if anything gets broken, anything gets funky. Uh, check with people that are more highly qualified than we are. We're aiming to frame it in a way that is accessible to you. If you like it, go in and kind of do more in-depth research on it. But we're here to kind of get your foot in the door to get interested about it. Mm -hmm. We don't do everything exactly right. We still look up other resources. Don't take us at everything. Look things up. And we'll, we'll discuss how you can do that. I need to get that out of the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep, that's totally true. Um, so when, it, when we were looking at breaking this down... Um, we wanted to start with why, yeah. like why build your own PC? What's, what are the benefits of buying, uh, you know, uh, your individual parts and putting it together versus just going online and buying an already pre-made gaming system? Um, I mean, cost is generally one of the, the factors. Um, so you're not paying a company to put one together for you. Granted, that has certainly come, the price has certainly come down a lot on a lot of prefab machines. Um, usually with something like that, you're, you're paying for the ease, you're paying for the, the warranty, really. So if something does go wrong, you can kind of send it back, go, hey, what's happened? Or you can call them up and so just talk to somebody about some, some support and things like that. So, But why, I mean, I guess the other reason why is just so you, you know, it's just the... I don't know, just a feeling of craftsmanship for me anyway. Like, all right, I know what's in there. I put it in there. I know exactly how this works. I know what's going to be where, things, how how it's all running. 
That's why I built mine personally. But, but for me, I'm also building it to last. So I know every part of this. So I know that if something comes out and I can easily replace it, I can do that. And so I find that in the long run, instead of buying a computer every five, six, seven years, um, I'm spending a few hundred bucks to upgrade it every few years. So the long term value is there as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can spend, gosh, you can spend $1,500, i would say, and get a real solid computer that'll last you a couple of years. Um, you can keep doing that every couple of years. You'd have a hell of a machine, quite a wallet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> or you can you could spend probably close to a thousand, twelve hundred, all in all. To get like a really solid machine, and then maybe two years later, spend anywhere from two to seven hundred, really depending on how much oomph you want it to have. True, and then, and then have it last another couple of years, and then or spend fifty bucks here, spend a hundred bucks there, kind of get the longevity out a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could, it's really, it's really modular. You can do, you could. You, you could can, do that with the prefab too, but you can really the the level of customization that you have when you go into buying a rig or buying the components to a rig with a set purpose in mind, whether it's a gaming rig, if it's a media production rig where you're doing a lot of uh, intense editing, mm-hmm. audio, video effects, you name it, you can really make sure that you're you're not skimping in areas where uh, a potential prefab might be skimping because they're building for an all-encompassing, the general consumer, whereas you're looking very specific. So you could like say, okay, for I'm doing a ton of video editing, I need a really powerful graphics card. And usually when you get a rig that has a super powerful graphics card as a general consumer item, it's gonna be really expensive. Whereas you need a really powerful graphics card, but you don't need all of the other bells and whistles that are gonna be in it. So you can effectively get it at a cheaper price, but make sure that you're getting the quality items that you need to do what you want it to do. Right. So it, there's a lot of benefits to it. I'm in the same boat as you where I thoroughly just enjoy actually building mine. The process of putting it together is I really have a good time with it. I loved it. I've built two. Um, I want to do it again. It is expensive, though, um, admittedly. But it's a lot of fun. Um, Getting all the components, hunting for the best hardware for what I'm trying to do, the whole process is a great time. And the end result is something you can can be real proud of. It's good. So given we've all all built PCs, Ryan, I know you're – you just finished up a the server build, kind of a, a secondary server build. Mm-hmm. Greg, you just finished building uh, a primary kind of desktop PC. So when you guys were and, and I've built a couple, mm-hmm. although I haven't built one super recently. Yeah, you just you just have the one that you have effectively rebuilt. I just, I just keep uh, um, yeah yeah not not on purpose. No, yeah. Um, well, that's the th- that's something that happens <laughs> sometimes though. Components just go. Yep. So I had to kind of in a pinch, I had to just get some new parts and then get that bad boy back up and running. And it um, oh, it runs good now. So it so does. Uh, but when you guys were building them, where did you you start? So Greg, we'll we'll start with you because I, I have a hunch you guys didn't start in the the same spot, but so. Right, when you're piecing your when you're piecing your PC together, how did you start? How did that whole process kind of come about? I mean, I started because I wanted something for gaming, but also for video and audio editing. I always start with 
usually a combo of the case and the motherboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the case is really going to dictate the size of everything in there. It's going to dictate the size of your motherboard for one, uh, and it's going to dictate you know how much room you have for fans and you know cooling systems and things like that. So I usually generally run with a mid ATX case. Um, but the motherboard is is important, is very very important because it's it's something that I will usually spend a little more on. Uh, and this time I was looking for something with longevity, and I went with AMD because it's got the um, the four socket in there that is going to be relevant at least through the next generation of of Zen architecture. Mm-hmm. So I knew that you know I got the the X570 Tough Gaming, uh, which has Wi-Fi built in, and the Wi-Fi is great on it. Uh, really good value, um, and then you know that's essentially where I start, and then I build off from there. Yeah, I know. As you started building and telling me the parts you were having, I was like just looking at my computer. I'm like, we have the same exact <laughs> computer, <laughs> like just sheer exactly. different color, and you guys have different RAM and power supply. Yeah. Like little things are different, but for the most part, it's all exactly the same. Right. So, Ryan, where where did you start when you were building your computers? So, <laughs> not nearly as cleanly as Greg. Um, for anybody who's looking to start a PC build, first and foremost, why are you looking to do it, right? What's the reason you want to build one? For me, the whole reason I wanted to build was because my original build was supposed to be a server. Because my intention was to run a Minecraft server as well as run some sort of a, a media hosting server or to that extent. Um, so I reached out to you because I had never built one. You have a lot of experience with it. So you kind of put me in the right direction. And basically what I started with was getting the CPU that I wanted and the motherboard, figuring out what CPU I wanted to actually run. And what I had decided on was the Ryzen 3300X, which at the time was not out yet. It was coming out and then sold out immediately. Yeah, because that was their like... Really entry to entry level CPU will do all of the things you need to do very well and scores really high on all benchmark tests as far as a four core processor goes. But all in all, nothing crazy. It was going to be able to do what I wanted it to do and remarkably affordable. Right. It was only like 120 bucks. Something like that. Yeah. Which for a for a CPU is a really good price. When it came to me getting my rig having a goal in mind for what you are intending for it to actually be once it's all said and done is a fantastic starting point. Cause for me, I wanted to do uh, a Minecraft server mm-hmm. and I also wanted it to effectively be like a, a media hosting server. Eventually in the end, the goal was to get the Minecraft server up and running. And from there with your help, I was able to determine, okay, what are my, what's my needs going to be as far as processing power for this? Minecraft servers, unless you have thousands of people using them, is very low. Right. So we ended up looking at the the Ryzen 3300X CPU, which at the time hadn't been out yet, and it was coming out at a really good price. So mm-hmm. I was going to get that one, and then as soon as it came out, it sold out immediately. It was yep. gone everywhere. So I ended up doing a little backpedaling, and while I was in the process of looking at other components, uh, we ended up we, we, we set on the Ryzen 5 3600 which was a good mid to high end CPU. It's a, it's a six core processor. Uh, it does everything you need to do. And then some, uh, way overkill for a Minecraft server, but ultimately it was the best option at the time. I got a good deal on it. So, and from there it was a matter of picking the motherboard. 
Um, and this is where you kind of let me do my own thing. <laughs> so shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I ended up buying a motherboard. I ended up going with the MSI X470 Gaming Plus, which is an ATX size motherboard, a huge motherboard. It's the biggest one you can get. Did not know that at the time. Um, AM4 socket. Mm -hmm. It's got all the bells and whistles. It didn't have Wi-Fi, though, which I didn't realize at the time. So, to be clear, nothing wrong with that motherboard. No, the motherboard, it's mm -hmm. fantastic, but I had but also But not for already... what you wanted to use it for. Well, no, no, no. See, it was fine I, it, for what you wanted it, to use it for. For what I wanted to use it for, it was perfect. There was one downside. Uh, I had already purchased a case for the thing. Uh, was it N NZXT... 510i i think it was i forget the exact model number it was, um, but it's their it's their mini itx um tiny absolutely right, so exactly tiny. so it wasn't good for what you wanted to use it right. for which was to shove it in a mini <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody who case. doesn't understand an atx is probably like a solid christ 10 by 8 inch motherboard if not bigger it's designed to be so the the tower you ended up putting it in is God, what, two feet tall? Oh my God, it's fucking huge. Massive. Anybody who wants to know, the case that it's in currently is a NZXT 710, which is the biggest case that they make. It's an ATX, it's fucking huge. An the absolute, thing is massive. absolute unit. But it's the only thing like, so I bought the motherboard after I bought the case, and it wasn't until after I purchased the rest of the components, because I was going with air cooling versus water cooled. It's easier for a first time PC builder. Um, ended up getting the power supply, just a terabyte of storage. Uh, some uh, RAM I ended up snagging just basic run-of-the-mill RAM DDR4 3200 nothing fancy 16 gigs um, and it wasn't until after I'd already ordered everything where we realized that the motherboard is the size of the case that I'm trying to use so I ended up doing a return and this time yeah a return <laughs> Is what I thought I did. What I actually did was a replacement. So I shipped out the case, ordered the new one, and then like a week later, it shows up again. I was like, what is this? Like, you can't return it now. It was a replacement. I'm like, but I didn't want to replace it. It was a whole thing. But it was the prettiest footrest for like a month. It was adorable, and I loved it. But that case ultimately turned into what is now my server build. So your your initial server build, you ended up just kind of making that beefier and beefier, turn that into yeah. a full-on desktop yep. gaming rig. Yeah, so I was using uh, one of Tyler's old GPUs for a while. Was it a 1050? 1050 Ti. 1050 Ti. Um, and I ended up down the road, I ended up acquiring a, 10, a 2060 Super. Mm -hmm. So I popped that in there, and it's now my dedicated editing slash gaming rig. And then I have the media server, which is mm -hmm. running just onboard graphics and some basic level parts. Oh, yeah, I forgot that thing's running onboard. Yep, just Ryzen. It's running a Ryzen 5 3400G processor and then some RAM storage and a cooler. That's it. Yeah, and so I know it's a, it's, I, I think it's been around for a while, but I, I know I'm weirdly new to it, and I know you used it a lot. And Greg, are, did you use uh, the PC parts picker to uh, to... Yeah, I did. PC parts picker sort of helped me essentially just with the... Um, how things work with each other, the compatibility. Because uh, the nice thing about it is that whatever parts you put together, it'll tell you what's compatible, what's not compatible. Um, 
and it'll tell you the power pull so you can sort of see what you need. Because uh, I usually like to buy a power supply that's about 20% higher than the wattage um, that I'm actually outputting, if not more. Um, mm. And I usually always get 800 or so just to be safe. Um, but so, yeah, so I used to have to pull it together, but I did piecemeal out. And this is the dangerous part is, is that I did build this for probably about $400 under what I would if I bought it retail. Um, but it was through eBay and Facebook Marketplace. And generally, those are places that are really tricky. The thing about eBay is that when you do buy parts, generally, you have to watch out for the ones that offer a square trade, you know, uh, warranty is usually good for a year. It's usually an extra 10 bucks. Um, you have to be aware of, you know, accelerating and, and make sure that you're always buying from people that offer refunds. Because uh, if you're buying from someone that doesn't allow that, uh, it can be tricky. So you have to be aware of all of that. Uh, same with Facebook. You have to be aware of of buyers on there. Make sure that you're if you know, I always shoot for ones that I can pay right there and that are Facebook buyer protected so that if you buy something that does come damaged, it has got some protection in place. Um, but there is no warranty on a few of my parts. And that's just something that for the for the less cost that I'm aware of and willing to risk, um, you know, and everything fortunately did come great. I did get my graphics card, my uh, uh, what do I have 2070, 2060. Uh, if it's the same exact rig I have, yeah. it's a 2060. It's the, yeah, you guys have the yeah, same it's a 2060. GPU. It's a 2060. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting my my Ryzen 3700X off Facebook Marketplace You know, for nothing. It didn't come with the with the cooler, um, with the heat sink, but I was planning on going liquid cooling anyways. Um, and that came in and ran great. Um, the only issue I ran into was when I bought the cooling system. I bought the Corsair you know, uh, cooling system thinking it was the H100i, and it ended up being the uh, another Corsair style. So that was in the box that I, I and it was on me because I didn't read the description closely. I got excited for the price. So it ended up not being able to mount properly to my CPU because it didn't have the proper AMD casing. So I had to borrow Tyler's Wraith to get everything set up and Which then reorder the new bracket <laughs> mount for the processor um, from eBay. And then when that came in, you know, it did mount properly and it runs fantastic. But there are things like that that you do run a heavy risk of things coming in damage or not working properly. And I was fortunate enough that, you know, I did. Um, when it comes to certain parts like hard drives, you're not really finding much of a deal with solid states that I'm finding on the secondary markets. No, no They're generally not solid states. No, 10 or 20 bucks. So I generally buy those new. Mm-hmm. Um, my Evo, you know, I bought all my Evos new. Both my Evos, I should say, new. Um, and same with the memory. I bought the memory new. Uh, but ultimately, because of what I saved, I was able to, you know, get a little more memory that I wanted, a little more hard drive space that I wanted. Um, and so, but just be careful on those markets. Yeah, personally, um, if you're building a first rig, don't do what Greg did. <laughs> don't do that at all. Yeah, this is my fourth rig, so therefore that's, that's I was comfortable doing that. But it's, if it's your first one, do not. It's you know even like personally, I probably wouldn't, um, because there's what, ju- buying parts off eBay and stuff like that. Most of them, there are some parts yeah. I would. I'd buy a case on eBay, Facebook, whatever. Cases are yeah. okay. I took a big risk in doing the GPU and the CPU from Facebook and eBay, and those Admittedly, are arguably two yeah. of the most important. Right. Yeah. Next to the motherboard, they're the most important components. But uh, hey, here I am running Destiny Two like a sweet ass mafia. What? <laughs> Mafa? Great. We're going to need that isolated and just, we're going to need that as a stinger for some stuff now. But, oh, God. Um, so, PC parts picker, solid. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. that's probably 
the most in, I I think that should be the most intimidating is just getting compatible parts. Honestly, that's the biggest risk you run into when it comes to if you if you're not super knowledgeable with uh, computer components and their compatibilities and things like that. I'm not even to this day. I built two rigs and I still don't know. PC parts picker is a go-to because it will tell you the major stuff. Right. Like, hey, this motherboard isn't the right socket set for your CPU, which basically just means your CPU won't fit. It's not compatible with the motherboard. So, like the major stuff, it'll tell you. It even tells you nitty-gritty stuff. It's not always 100% accurate. Right. If you see an alert. So, or something like that, go to the manufacturer's website. They will be able to confirm if there's going to be a compatibility issue for sure. But as a starting spot, it's perfect. I recommend it for sure. And it, plus it helps you price right. out builds because it looks for And you know things. you've done a build right if you've put in three or four times as much research into it as you would build time. Because that's really the most disappointing part is that once <laughs> everything's in, you've spent months buying and scrounging and everything's together. Mine was together in 45 minutes and I was like, mm. oh. Yeah. I guess I'm done. Cannot say the same. <laughs> Can confirm the why the fuck what? And then just for like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, and then you realize like, oh, Because basically like the motherboard fits in and then, you know, the hardest part about the motherboard is is the I.O. sheath on the back, which is just always a pain in the ass. Listen, um, man. And then you also have to be careful too. If you can get a case that opens on both sides, do it. Some yeah, don't. That helps. Um, but if you can open up on the other side, you can have access to the parts of the motherboard, especially because a lot of the SATA connections for your hard drive are, are, are sort of on the edge and in really hard to reach places. Mm -hmm. And so are some of the pins for the LED lighting and the controls on the front for the USB. So make sure that you do have enough room to maneuver around um, because ultimately, you know, the nice thing about having another side too is that you don't have to worry about cable management as much as much. Just, my computer looks gorgeous from this side, the open side and on the back. It is. It just needs a to be really nightmare. Marie Kondoed. <laughs> just, yeah. just like a '70s porn star unzipping their fly. Just, poof, it's just a bad. <laughs> it's a problem. But yeah. fortunately, it's easier nowadays. You know, with with solid state drives, you're not worried about you know moving parts in your hard drive and heat from that as much. You know, with cooling systems now, you're not worried. You know, cooling systems, liquid cooling is so much easier to install than it used to be. Oh yeah. Um, and there are no more CD drives, so you don't have to worry about that. True. So there's lots of room. There's lots of ability, but just make sure that you know, like Ryan said, number one, know what you're building it for. Mm -hmm. And then, because you don't want to overpay. If you're just building right. something to use at home, you're not going to want to spend $1,100 on a, on a computer. Case in um, point with Ryan making his server rig. He's like, I don't know what GPU I should have. I'm like, just get a CPU that has graphics on it and right. don't buy a graphic because you don't need one. We had already picked out the motherboard because this time we actually did it correctly where I picked out the motherboard first. <laughs> don't drag me cases. into this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I pretty much ran the show on this one. You yes. helped me out when yes. I got stuck a lot on this one but uh when it came down to that yeah i wasn't sure what kind of gpu i wanted i was gonna get something just low end because it, i wasn't doing anything on it aside from just having a display up every once in a while i wasn't doing any gaming so i didn't need anything ridiculously good so i was just gonna go cheap real cheap on a gpu like something that nobody even uses anymore because it does right. i don't need it for anything and tyler was like well your motherboard has onboard graphics you're better off getting a gpu that has CPU. i'm sorry a cpu that supports onboard graphics because then you don't need a gpu and i ended up cutting myself out probably 200 dollars on the total budget by doing that yeah. and so you're basically just running simple programs to to route media to your Xbox I mean, yeah, upstairs. Yeah, I'm effectively just running Windows. <laughs> yeah, is ultimately what I'm doing. Yeah, that's really it. Um, but yeah, and to the next point, Greg, kind of what you were talking about. Uh, compare shop. 
all mm-hmm. the time. Find yep. PC Parts Picker does a decent job mm-hmm. of finding the less expensive, but don't take it at face value. Go in, do your own research. There's mm-hmm. a lot of places it won't find. Yep. Um, right. And keep in mind at- that you're not going to find stuff. You know, if you're looking at deals, there's not going to be much more. If you're buying at retail like you should in your first build, you're not going to find much more than a twenty to thirty dollar difference in some of this stuff. Like Depending. hard drives might be ten to twenty bucks. Graphics cards could be as much as fifty, um, but generally maybe not more than that. Um, so you're not looking at you know a ton there, but. $50 a part across four or five parts does make a couple hundred dollars worth of difference. So it's important to sure wait. Does. Um, and I think the good time to buy, to buy too is generally in the fall when you're seeing these releases of all these new new next gen stuff, um, you can pop a gen back and that's what I did. You know, I yeah. popped a gen back and I know that my AM4 socket's going to last if I want to get Zen 3 and I have no worries about it. Yeah, you and I are running the 3700 and I am not even remotely worried Right. About the last thing. thing I will say about that, though, is that your computer is only as good as your peripherals. So if you're trying to build a 4K machine that you're outputting to a 32-inch 720p monitor, you're a fool. And right. you should be buying monitors and stuff that will enable you to utilize the stuff that you're putting into it. Because if you're not, then you shouldn't be spending that much. Um, right. And the same goes for if you're gaming. You know, Don't do what I'm doing right now and gaming on like an old Dell keyboard because i'm waiting for my mechanical keyboard because it's christmas you know make sure that your peripherals are matching this because again the build itself is one thing but the peripherals are also something else make sure that if you don't have a motherboard with a card that you're getting a a decent wi-fi card that's going to allow you to take advantage of of your home wi-fi or even better direct connect do it a direct plug into your router if you can um but get a keyboard a, a mouse a monitor uh, you know, that are going to be really key to making sure that you're taking advantage of everything that you're putting into it. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing a lot of people don't consider. And honestly, I didn't consider that either. When I built my my rig, my initial build, when I first got it up and running and finally got out to post for the first time, it was, okay, cool, the light turns on. Right, I can't see anything because I don't have a monitor. Neat. <laughs> so I think that's what happened because you got a little like, why isn't it working? Like, did you plug it in? It's like, Huh. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't think about that, and nobody does because they're focusing so much on the build. And from experience, I can tell you monitors are expensive, but you don't need anything crazy top of the line, depending on what it is that you're doing. I would say at most, shoot for 1080 to 1440p, and you'll be satisfied with what you're looking at. And and again, depending on what you're doing, so me, I'll do some, some gaming. I'm not, I'm more on the productivity side of it mm-hmm. personally, but... Um, by that, like audio, video, graphics, things Editing, like that. Things like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not, I don't care about like 4K gaming and all that. Um, that yeah, you being, won't see a benefit from that. Right. That being said, um, one of my old monitors that I used up until I changed my monitor, my left monitor. What, yeah, just recently. Maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. That monitor I was using before, uh, I had, I've had for probably seven, eight years. Yeah, so it's one yeah. of those things where if you put the money into it, you know, like you were talking about your left monitor, you know, they're going to last for a while. Um, but yeah, so because uh, I see a lot of people online that like build a 4K rig and they get pissed off that their 1080p, you know, monitor or TV isn't doing justice. And it's like, well, you're you're a fucking moron. Like, make sure that everything <laughs> matches. And that's why doing your research doesn't always you know, live in the body of the build. It also exists in what you're outputting it to. Right. Another tip that I'll probably end this on here uh, as far as just little things to be aware of if you're looking into doing your first build. Uh, when it comes to storage on a 
PC build and you're looking for hard drives and stuff like that, I would recommend a solid state simply because it, it loads things very quickly, but they well, tend to be very expensive. Uh, um, they're coming down a lot. They these are. Days. You can get a, a decent, like a 500 gigabyte solid state. You can get one for about $70 or so. Um, a terabyte's where I would like to be, and you're looking at about 100 to 120 for that, depending on the brand. At 100, 120 for a standard solid state, you're getting a good solid state. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good, reputable brand. It's a quality piece of hardware. I have hard drives, hard disk drives in mine, which is just a regular standard three and a half inch uh, hard drives that you would expect. Um, and one thing to keep in mind with that, so in my gaming build, I have WD Blacks. And it's important when you're looking at a brand like Western Digital, their colors actually signify the what the hard drive is rated for. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, how many reads and writes it has, how frequently it, is, it can do that, and how long it can maintain that before you start to notice a degradation in the actual platter itself. Um, and it's important to realize what it is that you're doing. So if you're doing something like a media storage, you're going to be looking for something that has a very high uh, read-write limit. Uh, Limit's not the right word, but it can do it for an extreme period of time Mm -hmm. uh, without experiencing the degradation. You would tend to pay a little bit extra for something like that. But where I'm looking at the WD Blacks, it's rated for quick reads and writes, but it doesn't necessarily need to do it all the time. So they they last for a very long time. Um, When it comes to storage, I also don't recommend you cheap out. Get something that's going to be quality, Try not to buy used because you run a high risk, whereas all hard drives, at the end of the day, every single hard drive and every single storage device has a limit to how many times it can read and write. And when you're buying something used, you have no way of knowing how long it's been doing it. So it could die on you the day you get it. It could die on you. That's why I always go solid state Samsung Evo brand new. You know, it's untouched. It's something that you know it's your information this is the main brain of your computer so don't skimp out on it um and make sure that you're getting something that will be effective and quick and store your stuff but that being said i always have a backup you know i have i have two solid states in here and one strictly a backup um and then i'll probably have an external at some point too but um but yeah, ultimately, too, there are a lot of support places out there, Facebook groups and, and and Reddit groups and things like that, where you can look at people talking about items that they've bought and how they run and that you can see benchmark tests of builds and things of that nature. Um, also, too, my last piece of advice will be do not overclock. If you don't know what you're doing, don't overclock. I'm also not even going to see that much of a benefit anymore these days. Right. Yes. The no. ge- a general rule of thumb: don't overclock. If you're a person sitting there going, "I know what I'm doing," you probably do. <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, in which about. case, if you really want to, go ahead. But if you if you know what you're doing, you also know you're not going to get that much of a benefit. Right. And if it's your first build, don't look at the overclock speeds on processors. Just, you know, look at the base speed, um, and that'll be your friends. So, any Keep anything mind, else to add? As a warning, when it comes to overclocking, you can do significant irreparable damage to your CPUs, GPUs, motherboards if you do it and you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So at your own risk, if you want to dabble in it and have a backup ready. Yeah. No, I'd say if you're if you're interested in building a PC, hop into it, do some, do some research, get comfortable with the pieces you're going to build. Um, they're... They're adult Legos that really only fit together one way. Um, so have a blast with it. Um, 
RGB the fuck out of it. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, really 100%. Really? I don't have RGB in my gaming PC. Buy, <laughs> buy uh, adhesive LED strip lights and make it look like a Hunter S. Thompson trip in there. Like, just <laughs> go nuts. Like, um, Daft, but, Daft Punk just blew a load in your computer case. <laughs> That's what you yeah. want it to look like. <laughs> so, in, in your favorite peripherals company, say goodbye. Corsair. NZXT. Oh, good. Good choice. Razor. Ah, I saw that. (laughs) Goodbye.